Welcome to the ISO, the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Today's guest, uh, the upcoming opponent of Gonzaga's head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, someone that I've known for quite some time. I really respect how he runs his program over in Missoula, Coach Travis DeCure. Travis, thanks for joining. Appreciate you having me. Well, well, let's get right into it. You guys uh, are six and five. Gonzaga is coming off a big win against Alabama. Um, there's not a lot of opportunities out there for you guys at Montana to knock off top 20 type teams. What would this mean to come into Spokane, have a great effort, have a chance to win the game, and maybe win? Uh, it'd be big. You know, you speak to opportunities, right? And one thing I always tell my guys is, you never know when you get another opportunity. Uh, take advantage of the ones you have in front of you. And, you know, it was about six years ago, we had that opportunity in front of us. They were number 20 at the time. And we were in a good spot to close the game and make some mistakes down the stretch and let that one get away. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll find ourselves close uh, down the stretch again. You know, you kind of alluded to it. I was going to ask you the last time uh, Montana and GU played, if you were a part of that. That reminded me, yes, you were the head coach at the time. Um, how do these games come about? Because not a lot of really good programs at your level in the Big Sky. Traditionally, you guys have been one of the best uh, programs in the Big Sky. Not a lot of good teams will play you guys. <laughs> Speak to that and then how this game came about. The schedule has been very difficult. Um, you know, I think we're in that gray area where teams don't look at us as an automatic win. Um, and then teams are playing with their net as well. And, and so we just don't fit a lot of formulas when it comes to that. We just hang in there. You know, sometimes it's late in the summer. Teams are looking for games and dates don't match um, and with other programs and we fall in place. But uh, it's been rare for us. It's, you know, Oregon has been that one team that we've constantly been able to get regardless to where they've sat. Uh, so fortunately for us, we were able to just, you know, come down the street and ask fans to come with us. So you're heading west on 90, I-90. I believe it would probably be later today after we're speaking. Uh, what is the plan? Do you guys typically practice and then leave? Will you get to Spokane, practice at the McCarthy Athletic Center to give your guys a feel for the gym? Or, or how do you like to handle travel with your program? Yeah, typically a trip like this, we'd practice. If, if we were still in school, we would practice at home and then travel. Um, just don't like late evening practices. Um, with it being the break, we would probably bus over in the morning and practice in the afternoon. But we're coming off of a game on the road. We actually got here from Houston yesterday. So we'll practice this afternoon uh, in preparation and get a feel for the arena a little bit and come back and shoot around tomorrow before the game. When you take your team through a practice at the McCarthy Athletic Center where, you know, there is, I don't want to say a lot of history, but there is a tradition about the kennel, Gonzaga being a good program. Do you approach practice differently in getting guys to look around and, and take it all in at practice versus pregame? Uh, and is it different than, say, when you go to Montana State or Eastern Washington? No, I, I try to treat every game the same. You don't want your team too high, too low. Right? You don't want to approach a non-D1 game with less energy than you would an opportunity at a top 20 program. Um, anxiety comes into play sometimes when you do that. For us, we'll compare this game a lot to Montana State. It's going to be loud. 
There's going to be a crowd that, that does not want to see us win. Student section is going to be active typically. Um, so for us, you know, we'll, we'll see a game like this here in another month and a half. Uh, we just want to go out and play our best basketball. So we'll do our normal routine. We'll, we'll get after it. We'll break a good sweat, get up a lot of shots, uh, mentally prep, watch film, and then go out and give it our best effort. You guys have been pretty successful in the in the transfer portal. If if uh, if my reading is correct, Deshaun Thomas was a nice player at Colorado State. Uh, you have him as a as a core piece of your team this year. Um, you've got a perimeter defender. Um, I watched the Creighton game. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. I want to say uh, Brandon Whitney. Yes, Brandon Whitney, really good perimeter player. Defensively, he's really good. Tell us a little bit about your program, your team this year, and how you're successful up till now. Well, you know, things have changed, right? College athletics has evolved um, with the transfer policies, more so than just the transfer portal. Um, But in terms of just being eligible right away on the transfer, has changed a lot of things along with NIL. So we've tried to continue to be the same way we've always been in terms of program that does a good job evaluating recruiting kids out of high school. And then you feel void for the transfer. Um, I've always felt that young men that could sit out a year um, and, and get older uh, are, are better for a program when you're trying to play through adversity and handle adversity and graduation rates and things like that. Um, so the one thing that we've tweaked is obviously we're trying to evaluate guys that can help immediately. Uh, but, but the biggest thing for us is you, you got from April to November where you work on your individual talents and improve it. And, and, and set individual goals. When the season starts, uh, it's all about the program. And so we try to bring in guys that are about winning, uh, that are about group success, and understand that when you, when you fight for group success, individual things follow. So uh, we've been fortunate over the years to have the majority of our teams built like that. When I've watched your teams play in the past and called games, I've always been impressed with you guys are tough physically on the defensive end. And you're disciplined on the offensive end. Um, you run some nice sets to get the right guy's shots. Would you agree with that assessment, or how would you describe your your team this year and your program? Definitely what you said. Um, you know, it's all about percentages, right? Whether whether it was the 70s or now in the, 2000, in the 2000s, it still comes down to percentages. Um, people could call it analytics, but at the end of the day, it's about making shots and keeping your opponent from making shots. So uh, we feel that if we're, if we're physical and aggressive, we can we can keep our opponent's field goal percentage low. And the best way for us to shoot a high percentage is get the right shot for the right guy in the right places. Um, and we may tweak and evolve how we do that. Um, our pace is always important to us. Um, but we, we will continue to get the ball to the right people in the right places. All coaches kind of have a, a path to their career, um, whether it's when they're growing up, they've got youth coaches, high school coaches um, that kind of mentor them. Uh, and then the college game, you've had some tremendous mentors and coaches at Pepple at Mercer Island, Wayne Tinkle uh, at, at Montana before you took it over. Um, when you look back, who are the most influential to you and how does that kind of dictate what you look at and how you coach to this day? I'm fortunate to be a part of two uh, impressive coaching trees, right? It, it started with my father, though, in terms of, you know, just little league football, little league basketball, in terms of pushing me to be a competitor and then thinking the game. 
Um, and then he sent me to Mercer Island to play for Pepple and, and as a player there for four years and a coach there for three preparation, um, how to play together, how to get a, a group of individuals to play like a unit. And then when I went to the University of Montana, Blaine Taylor recruited me there um, under Stu Moore for a year and, and then playing for Blaine Taylor. Um, very similar in terms of style of play, preparation, um, and, and the competitive drive. And, and when you have an opportunity to play for Coach Pepple and coach with Coach Pepple and then play for Blaine Taylor and coach with Blaine Taylor, you know, those are incredible years um, that molded me into the coach I am. And then, you know, the six years I spent with Mike Montgomery, Cal, um, I, I think got me over the hump in terms of being prepared to run my own program. So those are the guys that mentored me and prepared me for this. I never intended on being a coach. A couple pulled me in and then passed me on to the right people. I, I think there's about 40 coaches in Division One that are leading their alma maters as the head coach. What does it mean for you to be the head coach of Montana after having played there? A lot. Um, there, there's a tradition. Uh, I speak to a coaching tree that a lot of people don't know exists. I would like to say it's probably the most successful coaching tree when you talk about win percentages, the elevation of programs when the coaches have all moved on. You're, you're talking Judd Heathcote winning a national championship at Michigan State. You're talking about Mike Montgomery taking Stanford. Uh, that had no program at all and making it a household name and a team that goes 30 and 0 and plays in multiple final fours and then goes to the NBA and, and wins a championship at Cal for the first time in 50 years. I believe he's the only coach in history of the Pac-10, Pac-12 to be, you know, coach of the year, win a championship with two different programs. Um, Blaine Taylor's got the highest win percentage, Montana, Old Dominion, and, and then Wayne Tinkle and, and Larry Kostowiak of what they've done recently in the Pac-12 uh, for me to follow those those footsteps um, has been huge. And, and obviously, the standard is set really high in terms of the tradition of the program. Uh, so for me to be able to step in behind those guys and, and elevate it in different ways and put my own fingerprint on the program has been huge. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that, but I've enjoyed every moment of it. Well, Coach, I know you got a busy day uh, preparing with practice, practice plans, and then travel over to Gonzaga um to play them on the 20th but appreciate you joining best of luck tomorrow but not too much luck but best of luck the rest of the way this year appreciate it man it's always a pleasure to visit with you uh you know go grizz though for at least for this one <laughs> all right thanks